I'm George Faust. I'm Karaski Melvin, and this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY and the University of Louisiana at Lafayette present Inside Cajun Nation. Sponsored by Dudley DeBosier, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. I'm Karaski Melvin, and joining us once again, News 10's Elise Corville. Hey, Karaski, it's good to be back. Tonight, the Cajun baseball team gets statewide recognition. Plus, we have an encore of sports director George Faust's conversation with Louisiana's director of athletics. But first, let's talk some Cajun football. Preseason predictions are out in the Sun Belt. The SBC predicts that the West Division will be won by the defending West Division and conference champion, the Raging Cajuns. Louisiana has been in all four conference title games, including last year's 24-16 win versus Appalachian State at Cajun Field. They entered the season winners of their last 13, including a bowl win in New Orleans against Marshall. And now four Cajuns made the Sun Belt's preseason first team list. Defensive lineman Zion Hill Green, defensive back Eric Garr, punter Reese Burns, and all-purpose back Chris Smith. Linebacker Andre Jones was named to the Sun Belt second team. This isn't all the preseason recognition for the Cajuns. A number of the Louisiana football team have been noticed nationally. Johnny Lumpkin is on the John Mackey Award watch list for top tight end. A.J. Gilly is on the Outland Trophy preseason watch list for the best interior lineman. Punter Reese Burns is on the Ray Guy Award watch list. And now running back Chris Smith is on the Whirlpool Trophy watch list, spotlighting community service. He also made the Doak Walker Award list for best running back in the nation. Now Smith credits his offensive line for that recognition and says that award is not the ultimate goal. I have to give a lot of credit to my old lineman, man, because without them, I wouldn't have the opportunity. They, they open the holes for me, and they do the best they can to give me open space, second level. So without them, I wouldn't have this opportunity. So I'm really thankful for those guys. Just the war, it's, it's a war, but it's not, it's not done until you win it. But the, the true meaning is not to win that war, it's to get that summit championship, and that's what we're ready for. Cajun baseball also received some recognition recently. Four players were named to the 2022 Louisiana Sports Writers Association College Baseball Team. It's the largest number of Cajuns on the LSWA team since 2018. Now, first baseman Carson Rockefeller was named to the first team. Last year, he batted 374 with 16 home runs and 68 RBIs. On the second team was pitcher Bo Bonds, who went 5-3 with a 3.11 ERA. Catcher Julia Brock, who had seven homers and 35 RBI in his first full season as starter, and DH Connor Kimple, who averaged 319 in 2021 with nine home runs and 37 runs batted in. And coming up on Inside Cajun Nation, I catch up with Coach Dez at Sunbelt Media Days. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. Inside Cajun Nation is back. I'm Karaski, she's Elise. The Cajun football team took part in Sunbelt Media Days in New Orleans this week. And Coach Dez was there and I got a chance to talk with him about the upcoming season and a whole lot more. Now, as a, as a new head coach, there's kind of like um, a buy-in that has to happen with the team. How were you able to, to do that? Well, you know, the, the, the luxury that I had kind of in this situation, having been around, is that typically that buy-in comes from trust, which comes from relationships that are built over time. Well, I was very fortunate to be around a lot of these guys from the very beginning through the recruiting process. Um, and whether or not I coached them specifically by position, was fortunate enough to get to have a relationship with a lot of them. So I think that helped a little bit. And then they just kind of had to feel it out, see, you know, is he the same guy when he's the head coach or has he changed? And, uh, you know, which um, 
you know, those guys, you know, they know me pretty well. And so I think it made it a little bit easier. But, uh, you know, that, that the relationships that we had, that a lot of our coaches have that have been here, I think has really helped kind of make this transition smooth. Yeah. Put you on the spot just a little. You do have an opening at um, the quarterback position. Mm -hmm. What traits are you looking for? How are you going to pick that? Well, you know, I, I think above and beyond anything else, your quarterback has to be the ultimate leader. Um, and it's got to be someone that their teammates absolutely respect. Um, we're fortunate in that room that we got a lot of guys who check that box. Um, I think for us, the competition, you know, when you've got Chandler and Ben who have been going at it really since last fall that a lot of people don't know, um, they've been back and forth and it's, it's, it's a good thing. You know, they're both really talented players. They've got the leadership qualities that you want. They've got the arm talent, the athletic ability. Um, for this competition in particular, with those two guys, it's going to come down to who can consistently play within the offense and make good decisions, you know, and do it the best, do it more consistently, and do it, um, you know, day in and day out. Yeah. Now, y'all added um, four new teams to the conference. What's kind of your thoughts on the expansion? Well, I think it's great. You know, um, it, it's. I've been around this conference for a long time as a player and then as a, as a fan, essentially watching it when I was a high school coach and now coaching back in it. Um, there was a time where people were trying to get out of this conference um, and there was like a max ex mass exodus and you know our conference I think has done just a fantastic job and I think you know Commissioner Gill, um, the foresight and the plan they had to take some of these top tier FCS programs that have dominated nationally add them into the conference and then you get to the point where the conference has a little bit of a recognition um, nationwide and now you're getting teams that previously didn't want in or have left now that want in so it's exciting we've added four great teams um, that have a lot of potential um, to really help elevate this conference and um, anytime you're growing and expanding it's a good thing. And y'all are coming off of an amazing season. How, how do you make sure that your team doesn't kind of take that high and kind of like ride it into the new season? Well, you know, I think there's, there's a lot of motivation for us. You know, there's a lot of things out there in the air that, uh, you know, you always kind of ignore the noise a little bit, but you, you listen to just enough of it to where it motivates you some. And, you know, we, we're certainly a, a chip on our shoulder operation. Our kids, that's when we play the best that's when we perform the best um, our coaching staff is that way and so you know there's a lot of things out there to keep us motivated um, but the one thing that I know about this group of kids is that they're going to show up every day they're going to do the work and they'll be ready to go so that makes it a little bit easier next on inside Cajun Nation sports director George Faust goes one-on-one -on -one with Louisiana's director of athletics Dr. Brian Maggard Welcome in to Inside Cajun Nation. Thanks for sticking with us. George Faust, Dr. Brian Magger joins us here on Inside Cajun Nation as he periodically does throughout the year. And uh, well, we're, we're at, a, at a point of the season now where kind of things have ended and now we're kind of looking forward to the next season. The excitement level for you guys as kind of the fall sports start to uh, take shape here. Well, there's no doubt, George, that the fall is going to be here before we know it. And uh... You know, although July might seem like a quiet time of the year, it's really not, you know, for us. We're uh, between our student athletes working out and uh, our staff getting ready for the upcoming fall sports season. It's plenty busy. Yeah, and, and talk about the student athletes and, and they are they are constantly having to kind of 
tune their bodies, make sure they're in shape. And, uh, and it's a new era in sports because of the NIL situation. And you guys have done something uh, to kind of enhance their experience. Can you talk about what you guys have, uh, have put together for them? We have. So we uh, partnered with a local marketing agency, Brand Russo, and we developed a uh, NIL program for our student athletes called ULTRA, capital U, capital L, T-R-A. And in essence, it is a, uh, a program that's going to prepare our student athletes to not only obtain NIL opportunities, but to, to get them polished, so to speak, so they're ready to go out and sign opportunities that may come their way. Very good program. We're excited about it. We think it's one of the first of its kind within the group of five level. Is it, and so having something like that, it has to be attractive to recruits, right? I mean, that's the idea, right? Because in this day and age, if you're one of the power fives, I'm sure it's easy to go, hey, can y'all donate some money? We need to put get Arch Manning to Texas, you know, whatever it is. Uh, it, this this can kind of uh, balance that out. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt that NIL is both for the current student athletes, but there's no doubt it's for the future student athletes. So this is a resource and tool that our coaches can use during the recruiting process, but as importantly, it's going to help our current student athletes identify, prepare for, and obtain NIL opportunities. Excellent. Uh, I wish they had that when I was there. Not that, not that I, it would have made any difference for me. Uh, but let, let's talk a little bit about the sports this year. Uh, very successful season for Raging Cajun Athletics. I mean, when you look at uh, the baseball team, uh, the way they finished the year, unbelievable. And then when you also take a look at softball, they're perennially one of the best uh, softball programs and football winning the Sunbelt Championship. Uh, it, what, what highlight sticks out in your mind with regards to the great season? That well, I think the ultimate highlight is that, you know, arguably this may be the most successful sports season we've had, mm. is certainly in the modern era sure. of, of UL athletics. You know, we had four conference championships, one in the sport of football, two in the sport of softball, and one in the sport of baseball. And then you top that with a bowl championship. That's five trophies that we yeah. got to bring home this year. So certainly very proud of all of that. And then many of our other sports, you know, had successful years, although uh, they did not bring home championship trophies. When you look at men's basketball, as an example, yeah. uh, Coach Marlin and his team competed for the Sun Belt Championship in the final game of the Sun Belt Tournament. Coach Broadhead had another very good year, came up short in the regular season and the tournament, but still a very good year to build upon. And then our other sport programs, uh, men's tennis, as an example, mm -hmm. finished number 19 in the ITA mid-major rankings and number 61 overall in the country. So lots of successes, very proud of our coaches, our student athletes, and certainly it's something we need to continue to build on. And when we look at football, obviously it's the big draw and it's, it's something that everybody keeps their eye on. And Michael Desormo, uh, Desormo is, uh, is, our, is our head coach now. Billy Napier did a phenomenal job, moved on to Florida. Uh, what, what do you like about Coach Des? And his, I, I, I had a chance to ask you that when you, after we hired him, right? But, uh, but there's, some, there's some traits in this guy that, that people, people are going to like, and, and he's going to do a great job of leading this program. Well, I think besides being a true son of the University of mm -hmm. Louisiana, you know, Mike's disposition, his demeanor, his personality is such a fantastic fit for Lafayette, Louisiana, and, and Southern Louisiana as a whole. You know, the, the man bleeds vermilion and white. There's no doubt about it. There wasn't a candidate out there who wanted this job worse than Mike Desimo mm -hmm. did. And so, you know, but we understand it takes more than want. And, uh, you know, but what Mike, you know, sold to me and to us 
was not only his passion for UL, but really his knowledge of the entire football program process, mm -hmm. from recruiting to staff hiring to uh, coaching. You know, he, he's just, he's the total package. And so I'm very excited for this opportunity for him in particular. And, uh, you know, we know we've got some newness in that program, right? We're going to have a brand new quarterback for the first time in a number of years. And we've got some new coaches on board and we'll have some new starters and things like that. But with all that said, I'm very excited about this upcoming season and just uh, really can't wait to see how things pan out. I have a question about uh, the schedule and how that all sh shakes out for the upcoming season. And we'll do that in just a bit. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back here on Inside Cajun Nation with Dr. Brian Maggard as we talk more about Raging Cajun Athletics right here on Inside Cajun Nation. Don't go away. We're back in 90 seconds. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. Thanks for sticking and staying. George Faust here, Dr. Brian Maggard, uh, University of Louisiana Athletics Director, uh, is joining us here in studio. And, and before we left, I was talking about uh, the schedule. We were talking about football. And, and when you look at the schedule of, for the Raging Cajuns this season, uh, you have Florida State kind of down in the, what, in eight, week eight, yeah. maybe, yep. something like that? November. Yeah, in November. Uh, and it's a, you travel to Tallahassee. That'd be great if they came here, but uh, you travel to Tallahassee and, uh, and check that. And look, that's a, that's, a, that's a winnable game in my eyes with regards to the way the Cajuns play football and the way Florida State's been playing football over the recent past. Uh, why that game so late in, in the year? You know, that timing, George, was really dictated by Florida State and when they, were, they had an open weekend you know, for us. And that's the discussion I'd got into uh, really when I first got here. Uh, just calling around trying to get the schedule filled out and you know Florida State was available uh, very you know uh, grateful that they were willing to take us on and, and get us on the schedule but that timing was totally dictated by them yeah and, and it's an interesting job you have because you're in charge of that right you're the guy that, that kind of has to reach out to schools and say hey we have an open date on XYZ are you guys available uh, yeah we like this matchup but did you did that Florida is that something you had been eyeing a, a, to play a team like that I know you always try and play mm -hmm. a couple of the power fives and, sure. and obviously the Iowa State thing worked out really good uh, for, for the Cajuns uh, uh, you, but you, I actually like the idea of playing them a little later as I was telling you I mean it, it seems like that's an opportunity uh, for your team to be at full power at that point in the season. I think if Mississippi State a few years back, if that game was a little later, I think the Cajuns dominate that contest. I don't even yeah. think it's close, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think it's, it's possible. I think it's just going to be dependent upon the two teams, to be honest with you. I think you could look at it either way, philosophically. You know, you, you could take the stance that, hey, we'll be playing at our peak, you know, later in the season, therefore you have a better opportunity to win the game. But the same could be said for the opposition, right? So yeah. you just don't know. You know, Florida State's a program that has been down, uh, you know, in recent years compared to their historical success. But uh, Coach Mike Norvell is a very good football coach. He, uh, you know, got Memphis rolling yeah. as a top 25 program. There's no doubt in my mind they will be ready for the Cajuns. And I don't think, you know, at this point, anybody looks past us anymore. Right, yeah, definitely you're on people's radars, right. no doubt uh, about that. Uh, when, you, when you look at uh, kind of what you guys have been able to do as an athletics department, uh, you look at some of the new coaches that are coming in. I, I, <coughs> I'm looking at, the, uh, you know, basketball. They've added some coaches, things right. of that nature. Can you talk about uh, just welcoming in new coaches and, and 
is it easy to lure people here now? You know, I think it is much easier for our head coaches to, to hire quality assistants today than it might have been a decade ago, sure. right? And certainly, I think the Raging Cajuns brand is one that's strong nationally. Uh, it uh, is a program that I think is seen as a great opportunity provider to coaches. And so, I don't think our coaches struggle too hard with hiring coaches. You know, what we do want to do is make sure we're doing everything we can to retain mm -hmm. as many coaches as possible, particularly in that head coach position. We understand that uh, the assistant coaches are going to be a transient group, um, but at the same time, we know that Lafayette, Louisiana is a great community and it brings a great quality of life. So we use that. We try to use, you know, um, marketable compensation and really good athletic success to keep people here as long as we can. But it is a transient group on that assistant side. But to your initial question, I think our head coaches are pretty well positioned to go out and recruit quality talent in those coaching spots. Yeah, it, it, and it shows. I mean, it, when you're when you're looking at some of the uh, the, the the quality assistance right. that we've been able to uh, get here in Lafayette. Now, w another part of your job, in, in addition to you know football and scheduling and all that other stuff, all that kind of on the field stuff that a lot of people see, is to generate financing for this university, for this athletic program. Uh, and you guys created that RCAF. It's been around for a little bit now. Uh, how do people get involved with that? And is there uh, is that progressing as nicely as you would hope? You know, it's, we, we can never produce enough revenue. And to your <laughs> sure. point, it's, it's a critical aspect of what we try to do between selling tickets and RCAF membership, right? The, the Raging Cajuns Athletic Foundation was something that was started several years ago here. It's been very successful, but we need to continue to grow that. We need to grow our annual fund membership, and we need to grow our uh, overall revenues immensely for us to stay competitive You know, in this new environment. Um, people can go to rcf.org, just real easy. Uh, it takes us to a website. I think we have designed that today, George, to where people with a couple clicks can go on mm -hmm. and uh, make a, a donation and become a member. But we tell people for as little as $50 a year, right? That's $4.17 on your recurring credit card uh, charge <laughs> yeah. that you can become an RCF annual fund member and support the Raging Cajuns. Because we know that a, a successful athletics department uh, will help elevate the profile of the entire university, not just athletics. And when this university is pumping on all cylinders, not only does Lafayette uh, succeed, but all of Acadiana. Yeah, absolutely, and it's it's a it's not that hard to do, and you can you can make it happen. Right. Um, so go to their website and check that out, RagingCajuns.com. Uh, I just went on there just a second ago to to, to prepare for this, so uh, I was checking it out. Um, talk about facilities and what's uh, we last time we had talked uh, we had talked a little bit about uh, you know the improvements that are coming mm -hmm. and uh, how are how are things going with that I know there, there's different you know benchmarks mm -hmm. you like to hit uh, how, how are that how are those coming along with different facilities right. across well we have a handful of uh, facility projects and enhancements that that's on our radar and on our to-do list if mm -hmm. you will mm -hmm. uh, obviously the, the big one is Cajun field right we've raised a tremendous amount of money for that uh, we continue to hone in and try to finalize the financing plan for that very soon uh, we will be starting the design phase of that and then at some point here we'll bring a construction manager on board once we fully identify who the architect 
uh, for design will be. And um, I'm hoping, you know, that we can get the financing then worked out and finalized, T's crossed, I's dotted. Yeah, right, right. And we'll then have a plan. We'll have a plan as to when uh, demolition can occur and construction can begin. So as we sit here today, we don't have that 100% finalized. Uh, internally, we have some, some ideas uh, when that could occur, but we're just not quite ready to promote that yet. The first thing is identify that architect, right? Secure the financing bring a construction manager on board, let those two entities, design and construction management, work together with our internal team and we'll then formulate the plan moving forward gotcha. for Cajun Field. We're also uh, in the process of renovating EK Long for our volleyball program. So when people come to volleyball this fall, they're gonna see a renovated gymnasium and a player development area for our volleyball program. Under Coach Gray, this will be her second year. She's done a tremendous job in helping us fundraise and generate excitement with that program. And what you're gonna see is a, a renovation project that's worth almost three quarters of a million dollars that we're pumping into that program. Very nice. It's gonna be very nice in that space. We are currently working on some, uh, some conceptual designs to renovate our tennis courts um, uh, at, at Cajun Field. Uh, the Colada Tennis Complex, and then uh, we continued to find ways to improve and get closer to identifying a plan for a baseball clubhouse and a player development area. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask you Yeah, about those, that. those projects right there alone are really what are our priority moving sure. forward, and then certainly something else that's on the radar that we're in the process of working on is as we enhanced uh, Earl K. Long for volleyball, we have transitioned our women's basketball offices out of there and uh, we are working to renovate some space for them in the Cajun Dome. So along with the men's basketball staff, the women's staff will be over there. Mm -hmm. That'll probably happen sometime in the spring. Okay. So we've got a lot of moving parts going right, on, yeah. but you know, listen, in our, in our <laughs> business, if you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah, and absolutely. so we got to continue to grow. We have some room for improvement and we're very excited about all these projects. And, and finally, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it with this question, and, and it's not an easy question, or maybe it is, uh, just talking about the conference and the way uh, the conference is set up. They're adding four new members, uh, Sunbelt Media Days. Uh, they're going to have those, those schools are going to be taking part in that. This conference seems to be in a pretty good spot, though. I, if, if I'm looking at the Sunbelt and I'm, a, I'm an athlete or, and I'm, I'm a person that wants to invest in something i mean look this is this conference is is kind of got their act together with regards to hey you know everybody's moving and shaking and and look we're doing the same thing we're making our conference stronger i think what you're seeing we added four new members that are going to do just that they're going to elevate the strength of our program mm -hmm. or our, our conference overall amongst a, a number of different sports not just the sport of football or not just the sport of baseball as an example uh but but as important we added four regionally sensible right. teams and, right. and, and departments and universities, right? So it, it was a, uh, it's efficient from a cost standpoint. It's extremely elevational from a competitive standpoint. I think our fan bases are going to really enjoy uh, the addition of these four new universities. But to your point, uh, you know, whether it's locally or nationally, I think the Sun Belt is really being recognized today with the addition of these four new uh, institutions to be one of, if not the premier group of five program in America, or conference, conference in America. I, absolutely, I, I, I see that happening and it, it's because I've been here a long time, <laughs> 20 plus years. Right. And, and so watching this conference kind of blossom 
and uh, it is happening. So uh, it's very cool to be uh, be in that uh, dynamic as, right. as you watch it happen. Uh, Dr. Brian Magger, thanks so much for your time. Thank you for having me. Always a, always a pleasure. Appreciate uh, you spending some time with us here tonight on Inside Cajun Nation. And uh, we'll see you guys next time right here on Inside Cajun Nation. Have a great week, everybody.